Good morning. Thank you for joining us for our morning prayer today, uh, this uh, Wednesday morning, uh, July 16th. It's a joy to be with you now. This morning for our opening psalm, we're going to be reading from Psalm 82, one of the suggested psalms for this day. God has taken his place in the, the divine council. In the midst of the gods, he holds judgment. How long will you judge the unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? Give justice to the weak and to the orphan. Maintain the right of the lowly and of the destitute. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. They have neither knowledge nor understanding. They walk around in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. I say you are God's children, the Most High, all of you. Nevertheless, you shall die like mortals and fall like any prince. Rise up, O God, judge the earth, for all the nations belong to you. Amen. Our gospel lesson today will be continuing in Luke. We're going to be in Luke chapter 20. We'll be continuing with Luke 20 verses 27 through 40 is what we'll read today. Luke 27 through 40. Some Sadducees. Those who say there is no resurrection came to him and asked him a question. Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, leaving a wife but no children, the man shall marry the widow and raise up children for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first married and died childless. Then the second and the third married her. And so in the same way, all seven died childless. Finally, the woman also died. The resurrection, therefore, whose wife will the woman be? For the woman, for the seven, had married her. Jesus said to them, those who belong to this age marry and are given in marriage. Those who are considered worthy of a place in the age and the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. Indeed, they cannot die anymore because they are like angels and are children of God, being children of the resurrection. And the fact that the dead are raised, Moses himself showed in the story about the bush where he speaks of the Lord as God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. Now he is God not of the dead, but of the living. For to him, all of them are alive. Then some of the scribes answered, Teacher, you have spoken well, for they do not, for they no longer dare to ask him another question. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. That's one of those passages that we have heard many times. Um, it's interesting when, when, I, when I read that, I think of that question, that passage there, almost like the, um, there was an old saying about the medieval period, how the church spent more time trying to figure out how many angels you could fit on the head of a needle than they often did working for God. I think about the theoretical questions that we often spend so much of our time um, wondering about. Uh, the questions we ask, the thing that the curiosity we have, which are which is good. We are a curious people and we have many questions for God. But sometimes we spend more time worrying about the unknowns than we do focusing upon the knowns. So now they're trying to trap him up because it says here that it says the Sadducees uh, who do not believe in a resurrection. The reason why the Sadducees did not believe in a resurrection is because they would say that nowhere in the first five books of Moses was resurrection mentioned. Of course, Jesus then contradicts that and says, well, actually Moses said here the God of the living, not the God of the dead. So, but they come trying to trip him up. And he answers them with clarity and with confidence saying, what is to come is like nothing we know now. So the questions you ask really aren't questions that it will even matter in the world that is to come. 
So what matters is how do we use the time we have now? How do we serve God now to ensure that when the time we breathe our last breath comes, that we will enter into God's kingdom? And uh, I think it's best for us to use our faith as a means by which we can fully love God and love others. I mean, so which we can fully serve God and serve others instead of spending all of our time on the, theore the theoretical. Um, there are many questions that I have about God that I don't know an answer to. There are many questions about God that I would love to have an answer to, that I would love to ask him whenever it is I get into eternity. Many unknowns. But I'll tell you what I do know. I'm commanded to love my neighbor. I'm commanded to love my enemy. Commanded to love everyone that I come in contact with, and I'm commanded to point all that I have, with talk, point everyone that I know, to the goodness and grace of our God. So today, I think there's two takeaways we can take from this passage. One is we can spend our time, like the Sadducees, uh, living our life in the theoretical possibilities of faith. Or secondly, we can live our lives doing what really matters most, which is serving our God with all that we are. Uh, C.S. Lewis says a great. Has a great quote where he says, let us not spend so much time wondering what it means to love our neighbor. Let us simply love our neighbor. So today, don't spend all of your time and energy the theoretical. Spend your time and energy serving God with what we do know. And of course, we do see that in the end, in eternity, uh, we are not like, it is not like it is now, but we, um, we will be something, it will be something better, something more glorious. Paul talks in his letters about spiritual bodies. We do not know yet what that looks like. We know that it's going to be amazing when we, when we see it. So today, let's spend our life living not just in the theoretical possibilities of what may be. Let us spend our life serving in the real reality of what we do know in Jesus Christ. Amen. <clears throat> I now invite you to, <clears throat> to recite our creed with us now. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he arose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us now pray. Father, we thank you for this day you've given to us. Father, we ask you to be with every need that we bring to you now. Those who are sick, those who are hurting, those who are grieving, those who are traveling, those who are lonely, those who are afraid. We pray, God, for the people within our congregation here at St. Matthew's. We pray for those fellow Christians across our city, across our state, across your world. We pray especially for a special protection for brothers and sisters in Christ who are facing persecution for their faith. God, guide them and protect them today. We pray for all those who are afraid. We pray for the many who are battling addiction, loneliness, depression. We pray for our children, for our grandchildren. We pray for the youth in this world, Father. We pray for peace. We pray for grace. Pray, God, for our nation, for our leaders. Pray for our military. Pray, God, for all these. We pray for those for whom no one else prays. Father, in the silence now, may you bless the concerns that are being voiced by all who are praying with us now.
pray this prayer this morning, O oh God, not in our name. We pray in the name of the one who taught us to pray as we say. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Something I did yesterday, and that I'll continue to do, is uh, the last few days rather, is I, I read a read a reflection from my um, book that I've read from forever, The Rule of Benedict. I'm probably going to read something right now, just real briefly, um, from a book that I'm reading, or from a devotional guide that I'm using. So we'll continue today with um, with um, with Benedict. Um, he talked about uh, uh, Psalms yesterday, so I want to read to you real quick something he said today. Surely the celebration of laws and vespers must never pass by without the priors or abbot reciting the entire prayer of Jesus at the end of here, because the thorns of contention are likely to spring up. Thus warned by the pledge there to make to one another the very words of this prayer, forgive us as we pray, that they may cleanse themselves of this kind of vice. At other celebrations, only the final part of the prayer is said aloud, all that all, that, that all may reply, but deliver us from evil. Each of us should have two pocketbooks the rabbis teach. This is the commentary. One should be the message, I am dust and ashes, and the other shall we shall have written, for me the universe was made. These two ideas are clearly Benedict's as well. Two, two things he does not want to, us to omit from the life of our prayers. Psalm 67's idea for continued blessing, and Psalm 51's need for continued forgiveness. A sense of God's goodness in our brokenness, and a sense of God's greatness in our dependence, a sense of God's grandeur and our fragility. For Benedict, prayer is not, an, is not a routine activity. His journey into life, his struggles, his glories. It's sometimes difficult to remember when days are dull and the schedule is full that God has known the depth of my emptiness but healed this broken self regardless, which is why Benedict structures prayer around Psalm 67 and Psalm 51, day after day. So each day we'll read some Benedict, or I may be reading briefly in the coming days from um, a book I'm reading now on uh, sanctification and God's grace. So, Remember that you are made from dust and that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. May we hold these two truths together in our lives. Now we'll close with our prayer for this week. Keep, O Lord, your household, the church, in your steadfast faith and love, that through your grace we may proclaim your truth with boldness and minister your justice with compassion. For the sake of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Have a great day. We'll join you tomorrow morning for prayer. See you then.